Hey, Marie, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I am doing really well. I just saw recently on Twitter that you have acquired yourself a new username. Yes, this is for Llama Life's official Twitter. So I have my personal Twitter, which is Three Hour Coffee, and then I have the Llama Life Twitter because I want to split out, you know, my my personal sort of building stuff versus the business side of things. This stuff never happens, like never. <laughs> like you see people trying so hard to get the Twitter handle of their business or the Twitter handle for their exact, you know, personal name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is kind of the stuff of dreams. So. Our business, like our Llama Life Twitter is Llama Life CO, like Llama Life Co, because mm-hmm. that was the only one I could get. But obviously when I set up the Llama Life Twitter account, I wanted to get Llama Life, just one word, no spaces, no funny characters, just Llama Life. Right. But it was taken. It was taken by someone who is using that account, but not actively. Mm-hmm. And it's their personal account. is not for a business or anything. And I saw this maybe two, three years ago when I first set up the Llama Life Twitter handle and I was like, oh, well, that's a shame. I'll, you know, let me just create Llama Life Co. instead. Right. And I just left it. I I didn't pursue it at all. Mm -hmm. I was okay. I was content. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Well, and that's your, that's the URL, right? LlamaLife.co. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why the Twitter handle sort of matches that as well. And I was like, that's fine. It's not that (laughs) big a deal, but, you know, secretly inside, I'm like, oh, it'd be so nice to have just llama life. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so a couple of weeks back, maybe just last week, I don't know, it all happened real quick. The person who had llama life at llama life just reached out, just tweeted at llama life co and said, Hey, do you, do you want this handle by the way? Cause I'm not super attached to it. And we were like, (laughs) uh, yes, that'd be awesome. So then we DM'd back and we said, yeah, that'd be amazing. Like, thank you. And then we just went to bed because it was super late at night. And then the next morning I woke up and this person had DM'd back. They had already switched their handle to something else. They had created a brand new like Gmail account and attached it to the Llama Life handle. And they gave us the password. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, here you go. That's it. That is wild. That uh, is, like you said, it was totally it unheard of. Happens. No yeah. one does this. It just doesn't happen. And so I was like, what? <laughs> what, happened? what just happened? <laughs> yes. Anyway, so we haven't transferred everything over yet, but we have at Llama Life on Twitter. That's and it awesome. was completely painless. It was completely free. I tried to send this person some swag and they said no. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, so we, we, eventually, <laughs> we eventually convinced them so that we're now posting them some Llama Life swag. Right. From their perspective, like they just had 100% pure, like good-willed, good-hearted intention. Just here, have it. I don't want anything in return. Right. I'm like, what? what? How does that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone on Twitter said to me, you should go out and buy a lottery ticket. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. The odds are uh, in your favor right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's that. Like that's I was just like, oh my God. Like that's amazing. So Yeah, that is so cool. I mean, that's one of the, those things. I feel like now what you need is whoever owns the dot com to just reach out and hook you up with that as mm, well. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be so good. I know that's that's like one of the things anytime I'm like planning for a new business, like with polar habits, when we you know, we didn't have that name at first and it was back in like November, December when we're, we're, we're building it and we 
we were trying to come up with a name for like, what are we going to call this app? Cause we had, we had a different name and we were wanting to change it. And we had this, we ended up with this like giant database in notion of different ideas. So we would like write it down and then I would give it kind of like my five-star rating of like how much I thought it was a good name. And then he would give his five-star rating, you know, my co-founder Murat. So we would both kind of give the five-star rating and then it would average it out. So then just sort of like the ones we both liked would be at the top. But one of the, like the two criteria that we had is like, is the .com available or is it like, you know, cheap, like reasonable to get? And is the Twitter handle available? Like those were kind of Mm -hmm. like the two things we were really like caring about. And so we, that's one of the reasons Polar Habits rose to the top. Like we liked the name and we liked that it was associated with the mascot, you know, kind of similar to Llama Life. It's Mm -hmm. nice having like a little emoji mascot you can use. But the Twitter handle was available and the .com was available. And so that was kind of one of the driving factors that made that be the name we went with. Because you basically just like assume, like if somebody else owned Polar Habits, like we're never going to get it is what my assumption was. Like it's just like if someone has claimed it before, you cannot get it. It's, it's kind of like Substack. Like Substack's Twitter handle is Substack Inc., which is a terrible, terrible Twitter handle. And then if you go to like the, what is like who owns Substack, Mm -hmm. it's not even, it's like an account that's been suspended, but because somebody had it before, it's like not available. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just brutal. The suspended (laughs) ones are even worse because there's there's like, there's nobody behind it or no no one can access it. And I think, you know, for the ones that aren't suspended, why it's hard is, is well, first of all, like someone else has to put in time and effort to do it. Like this person had to go create a, a new Gmail account, attach it, then he had to switch it out. Like I literally woke up and it was all done. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what? what? You know, because I was thinking, okay, well, how do we, if we go through with it, you know, what do we have to do? And, and he just did it all for us. <laughs> it's just, right. yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, blown away by the, the kindness. He's the one that needs to go out and buy a lottery ticket because karma is coming be to paying him. him yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that that is uh, awesome. Uh, I'm excited for you because I know like it seems like a little deal, but I think that's a huge deal. I know how that it feels to be able to own like I own exactly the name I want to own. Like that's a big deal. What else is going on uh, with Llama Life in this last week? We've been doing SEO this week both from the content side of things, so content marketing, like creating blog pieces and refining the blog pieces with keywords and making sure, you know, there's all these different things that make up like a good blog piece from an SEO perspective. So we've been optimizing all of that. And we've also been looking at it from the technical side as well. So making sure that we've got, you know, like stuff like canonical tag sets and meta tags and, you know, also just the structure of our app because for like the devs listening, Llama Life is still based on Create React app because it was something I used. I was just doing a side project really when I was learning how to code and it kind of evolved from there. But I've kind of hit this point where there's a bit of technical debt (laughs) in that it is Create React app. It's a single page application. It goes through one div. Google crawlers can't see it. So we're really hit quite badly from an SEO perspective. And there's some kind of in-between stopgap stuff that I've done. So I've implemented React Helmet, which is supposed to help with Mm -hmm. SEO for React apps. But we kind of need to move. I'm going to move to Next.js. So I've been kind of just learning about Next.js this week and starting to think about the structure because (laughs) 
The other <laughs> challenge is that the landing page for Llama Life and the app itself are, it's one program. It's one deploy path. Mm-hmm. They really need to be split out because a landing page and an app. So Llama Life is, is a web-based app. I should clarify. It's not a native mobile app. It's a web-based app that's mostly used on desktop. But an app and a landing page have two very different purposes. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're just starting out and you're doing like an indie project, it might be okay. But we've got to the point where we need to split it out so we can really optimize the landing page for SEO mm-hmm. and we can really optimize the, the app side of things and make it maintainable for when we start to do like a native app. Right, yeah. If I use React Native and I go iOS Android through React Native, maintaining that as a separate thing to the landing page will be so much easier. So, so this week I've spent a lot of time thinking about like, what do I need to do? Because I'm still kind of new at this. So there's a lot of stuff I don't know. I'm kind of just hitting that right now going, okay, well, I know this needs to be done, but how do I do it? And am I missing something? You know, so there's been a lot of research this week. That's the technical side. Right. The content side is also learning because we've been using different tools like Ahrefs. And I never know if I'm saying that properly, but I think it's Ahrefs. <laughs> so we're using Ahrefs just to kind of figure out like what the score is on each of our blog pieces and getting it to a higher score. And it's kind of highlighting all these things that are wrong that we need to fix. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this week's all been about SEO pretty much. Yeah, so I have a few things to say on that. Like one, I, I'm a big fan of Next.js. We do use that for Polar Habits and I've used it for a lot of my just like little site, like my website adhdjesse.com is built on that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other like side apps that I do are built on Next.js. It feels like a great marriage between like React, but also being able to have kind of like more static pages, you know, that are better for SEO and things like that. Like it feels mm-hmm. like it, bridges that gap really well. And especially if you kind of link it with uh, Vercel mm-hmm. uh, for hosting, like Vercel does a lot of like extra cool things that integrate with GitHub and like auto deploying like preview sites and stuff like that. And it really, and they've added some more features lately where you can like comment on the preview site, which is really helpful if you're like collaborating, you know, oh, you're yeah, working yeah. with somebody else. It's a pretty cool setup, that whole thing. And I know they've announced some new stuff that's coming soon. I can't remember what it is, but I there's just a lot going on there. It's definitely a lot of energy there. And it really seems to bridge that gap of like, you want to work and react, but you also want to have like, you know, the advantages of SEO and static pages and stuff like that. And so it does a really good job with that. Yeah, definitely. The second thing I wanted to say is you were talking about Ahrefs and I have not used that tool, mm-hmm. but it's something I've been, and I don't even know how, I don't know how it works, but I wonder if it's something that could be used for Substack, because I know Substack has recently added more SEO options. And so it's something I've been thinking about a little bit. And I know Substack is obviously a totally different world than what you're doing, because you can't, like I don't have control of the code for Substack and things Mm -hmm, like that, mm -hmm. but I can optimize like the SEO title, the URL title, and like what sort of things I highlight within my newsletter. Mm -hmm. And because Substack is more than just like a newsletter tool, because it does host all the pages, it is something that I have been seeing, not a lot, but a little bit of people signing up through Google. So I have, you can actually go into Google Search Console and add your Substack to it so that you can sort of see like, oh, what are people searching, where they're finding my newsletter through Google and things like that. So it's something I'm just sort of like 
very early days on like leaning into that. But I'm thinking, you know, I have two years of having done this newsletter. And so I have a lot of content that's there. That's one thing I'm starting to think about lately. And yeah, how does the, so the, the Ahrefs like page evaluator thing you're talking about, is that something that you pay for or do you just like, how does that work? Yeah, it is a paid thing, but but we're quite lucky. So we're using, one of our friends already has access to it. So we're kind of using her account to look at it. Mm -hmm. But I believe it is, yeah, I believe it's just, a, it's a paid thing. It's quite expensive. Last time I looked at it, I, I kind of felt it was expensive, but there are other tools. You don't have to use Ahrefs. There are other products out there. But I think the most important thing is just to start measuring something because you don't know how you've improved you know, it can still be relatively speaking, right? So like if you get a score on Ahrefs, you get a score on somewhere else, maybe it's not exactly the same score, like exactly the same number, but at least you have a starting point and you can see that you've improved. And for yeah, us, it's uh -huh. so it's so <laughs> motivating because we're like, oh, we improved 20 points and it's just right. completely arbitrary. Like, what does that mean? But we're like, we went up 20 points and the goal is 100. So we're kind of like, yeah, we're getting closer to 100. Mm -hmm. And that's maybe Ahrefs measurement, but some other tool would have their own form of that. So I think you just pick whatever tool you can afford at the moment. And if you can get free access to stuff, obviously you can use that. So <laughs> right, that's kind yeah. of what we've done. I think there's something to just kind of using a tool for that, just to have a general idea of like trends and sort of like lifting up like, oh, this sort of thing is important to the score. That yeah. doesn't mean I'm going to go through my newsletter and be like, okay, like, delete this sentence, but add in this one that has these seven keywords. Like I'm, I'm not going to, for what I'm doing, I don't want to like hyper engineer what I'm writing, yeah. but I, as I track that, I will, you know, you can sort of like acquire that knowledge. Like it sort of reminds me of, I'm not using it right now, but for a while I was using the lose it app to track calories. And I know there's a whole lot, like, I don't want to get into the world of like, is tracking calories good or bad <laughs> and like diet culture, all that. But like for me, I was trying to lose some weight. And so I was like, I have no idea how many calories I'm eating. And I know that's like one pretty significant factor into like controlling like weight gain and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so I started using lose it for a while through that. Like I don't use it now, but whenever I like grab fast food and I think about the fries, I know I'm like the fries are almost as many much calories as the burger. So do I really need to add the fries? And that's the thing that I was, I wasn't like, oh, I specifically needed to know how many calories fries are. But as I was tracking for that time in my life and I was tracking to see what my daily calorie intake was, every time I added fries, I was like, fries are like 400 calories or 500, whatever. It was like, that is such a huge chunk. I want to be able to eat some cereal later. So I'm not getting those fries. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. the sort of thing of like just going through that times in your life of tracking data in certain areas, you, you sort of acquire that knowledge to where now I'm not, like, I don't catch myself thinking specifically that number, like, oh, these are going to be these this many calories to my intake for the day. Like, I'm not having that. I'm just like, do I need the fries? Nah, I don't need the fries today. And yeah. it's just sort of like becomes sort of my, I don't know, natural calculus when I'm going through the routine. And I feel like that's probably the same thing, you know, for people that have been doing SEO forever, they probably don't even think about a lot of that stuff anymore. It just sort of like comes natural yep. if they're writing a new article, like, oh, well, the, obviously the title should be like this. And oh, obviously this section, I should, I, I don't know the SEO things, but you know what I mean? Like that just becomes yeah. natural the more you track that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, you learn it, you're more aware of it and then you kind of just 
do it. Mm-hmm. So we're using three tools actually. So href really looks for like links and stuff as well. Like are there broken links? Are there, you know, f- missing 404 pages? And I would say it's maybe a little bit more sort of on the technical side. Let's looking at the technical stuff. Like are there, are there canonical URLs missing stuff like that? Right. But then we're using this other tool called phrase and it's spelt with an F I can't remember exactly. We can put the link in the show notes, but it's it's phrase. Like it's playing off the word phrase, but with an F. And that one, you, you paste in a blog article and it literally tells you a score. You kind of use the two in combination. So Ahrefs will tell you like what keywords you want to target and how easy it is to kind of win on those keywords. And then you can basically put those keywords into your article in a phrase and phrase will tell you, you know, does that help your SEO? And they both have scores. So that's good. You can see like you're improving. And then after that, you can take your blog piece out of phrase and, you know, publish it wherever you, you publish it. Mm-hmm. The third tool that we use is, is Superblog, who's by an indie hacker called Sai. And Superblog's great because you can, it just makes it super easy for you to publish your blog and link it to your website, like your landing page or whatever. Right. You know, the thing is like, I'm not really writing the blogs. Someone on my team is is writing the blogs. And if I had to hard code everything that she wants to write and publish it through the landing page, that's kind of clunky. Yeah. So she can just log into Superblog and manage that all on her own and hit publish herself. And it's already connected to the Llama Life landing page. Right. So we're using those three tools together. And Superblog also has like its own score and it will tell you your articles may be a bit too short because that's an SEO thing. Like if it's too short, you don't get as many points. Yeah, there's this whole balance between, you know, obviously you want to write great content that's valuable to people, but you also want to make sure it hits all the SEO boxes. And how do you do that in such a way that it doesn't diminish the writing in the article. Yeah. Because it'd be really crap. Like if you just want to paste in all these keywords, it's like a bit obvious, like that's all you're doing. And then mm-hmm. people won't want to read that article because it just doesn't read well. So there's definitely this fine balance between quality of content, SEO optimization, and, you know, value. So you want to make sure that like the writing still has a personality. Like there's, yeah. you want it, you want it to, you know, you don't want it to feel AI generated, uh, though that's getting better every day, but you want it to feel like there's a real person and there's personality, especially with a product like Llama Life, where you have like a lot of what is attractive, I think about the app for people that haven't used it is that it has a lot of personality. Yep. Like that is something that sort of grabs people, I think grabs their interest so they want to check it out more. And so it makes sense you would kind of want that in the articles to have that same sort of vibe. Yeah, cool. So that's what we've been doing. Nice. What have you been doing? So I think I talked last week, my intention, I don't remember if I said specifically, but it was about the book and I've been working on the book a lot, which has been really good. I feel like I've got, I may have said this last week, but I feel like I can see that light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm starting to kind of like line things up, like, okay, I'm going to have copy editing at this time. And then once I do that step, then I'm going to do this step. And I kind of have like, I'm lining up all the remaining steps. Whereas before it was just like this haze of like, I don't know, I write for a while. And then at some point I figure out how to publish it. (laughs) Um, And now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, now I'm lining things up so I can do this and kind of getting them in an order and actually writing a lot. I actually, I just did, I made a big change to the book where I removed a chapter this week and it was like 2000 words and I have a smaller book. So that was like a significant chunk, Mm -hmm. but it was this chapter that I'd been kind of wrestling with. Like I never loved the content in it. 
And I, I was just sort of like, uh, do I need, like, how can I make this better? And it's sort of kind of politically charged within the realm of kind of like neurodiversity mm-hmm. of like, I know there's going to be some people on one side and some people on the other. And I just kind of was like trying to, how do I navigate this well and give it like my opinion, but also not, I don't know. I'm having trouble even verbalizing it because it was like this big struggle for me figuring out how to do this chapter. And for some reason, for the very first time, it dawned on me this week, like, what if I just don't? What if I just don't cover this thing? Because I don't actually even have that strong of opinion about it. I just feel like I'm covering it because I feel like I'm supposed to. Mm. But the reality is, like, no one is requiring me to cover this particular and like, I don't even want to talk about what it is. And I'm sure you're like, you're like, what could it possibly be? <laughs> I know. Be? And I'm, I'm trying not to ask because I, I'm like trying to figure it out. But right. I won't ask it. Okay. Yeah. So it's, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's probably not what you're thinking. It's a minor thing that I think I've made a big deal in my head because I've okay. been wrestling for so long of like, how do I say what I want to say here? Yeah. And just had the conclusion this, I think it was uh, early this week or maybe last week, but like, oh, I actually don't even like what I've written so far and I don't need it. And so I just sort of deleted it. And that was one of those things that the only reason I considered that was because the chapter before it, I was rewriting sort of the ending of that a little bit and then realizing like, oh, this jumps really well into my chapter about motivation. Mm -hmm. But I have this big 2000 word chunk in between there. How do I bridge the gap? And there was like, what if I just delete it? And then that bridges the gap really easy. (laughs) Problem solved. Problem solved. Just delete a bunch of your work. Piece of cake. Could you put it somewhere else? Could you put it in a newsletter or a blog piece instead of the book? Like just address it somewhere else. Yeah. So I talked, I've talked with a few different people, but I talked with the the editor that I had hired before about it. And some people had suggested that, but I kind of like, I have it, it exists somewhere. Like I have old drafts of it if I wanted to, but I kind of just don't really want to. It's one of those things that I I just hated. It, every time I attempted to write this chapter, it just didn't really work. Mm. And so I'm just I'm just cutting that part out. I'm going to ask you offline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so curious. I think I know what it might be. I will say my guess is that most people are going to hear this and think it's going to be about medication. And I'll say it's not about medication. I'm not really covering medication, but that's not what this okay. is. That I, was I, my I, guess. That was yeah. my guess. Ah. <laughs> So just for the record, like I am pro-medication with a proper diagnosis. Like if someone's prescribing you medication, I've heard way too many positive stories about it to Mm. be, I think there's a lot of negative stigma and I don't really, even though it hasn't worked for me, like I think we talked about this before. Yeah, same, it didn't work for me. Or it does work, but not long-term. Yeah, so I wish wish it had worked for me and I'll probably try again in the future. But I know people are curious that like, because I don't talk about medication very much, they think like I'm I'm anti-medication and I'm I'm not as long as you have like somebody properly prescribing you and all all that sort of stuff. Anyway, um, yeah, (laughs) so the book writing has been uh, going really well and we're actually running on time. We were going to talk a little bit about morning pages. But yeah. maybe we save that until next week, which will be good because okay. then I'll have done it a little bit more. Do you want to just say what it is or? Um... Sure. I'll just mention it. Like Morning Pages, it's a concept by Julia Cameron. She's at least the one that popularized it in the book, The Artist Way, I believe it's called. And the idea of Morning Pages is basically for anybody, but particular people that are creative or writers of just getting a notepad and writing out three pages in the morning. And it can be about literally anything. It's 
almost meant to throw away. Like the idea is to try and get all the blockage out of your brain and just sort of like writing, like long form writing down on these pages and just doing it for, yeah, three full pages in the morning. It's kind of clearing your brain, clearing bad ideas out of the way and just sort of like helping you get to a place theoretically that when you go to do your creative work, you're kind of past that initial blockage point. Awesome. Yeah, we can talk about that more next week. I have something similar I do. I don't do it on a regular basis though, but if I mm-hmm. if I feel like I have a blockage or something's bothering me, I tend to find like if you write it down, just really reflect on like what's bothering me right now. Mm-hmm. That's super helpful to kind of stop and do that. So it sounds like morning pages is kind of like that, but on a regular basis, like you make time for it. Yeah. And I will say I've tried it in the past and I did it for like one day. And I hated, hated it <laughs> because day. like my brain was just like screaming the whole time at me okay. because I think because of my ADHD, I was just like, my brain was moving so fast and I was just like angry at my hand. I was like, why is my hand so slow? I can't <laughs> write down all the things I'm actually trying to like think through and get down. So I kind of took a different approach this time around. And yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about it next week. It'll That's be good. so funny. People always <laughs> go, oh, I'm angry at my brain or whatever. You're like, I'm angry at my hand, my hand, yeah. my hand, move hand, move. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you got on for this week? I know I'm kind of broken record, but the biggest thing that I'll be focusing on this week is the book. I, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm getting things lined up, and I, I also, because I'm at the point now where I'm starting to rely on a couple other people, I just hired an illustrator, which I'm really excited about. And I, like I said, I, ha- I have an editor who did like a manuscript review before, and I'm going to hire him to do like line edits. And he has, um, my illustrator probably as well, but my editor for sure has a limited window in the next few months. Like I can do it this time. And if we don't, like if your book isn't ready by then, then I can't do it for two months. And so, which is, it's exactly what I need. I'm like, (laughs) yes, perfect. This is, this is exactly perfect for me. It will define the deadline for you. Yes. Give me that urgency. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So that'll be what I'm doing. I'm just sort of like racing through these last few steps to get to the point where I can give it to my editor. How about you? What do you got going on this week? Next JS is like top of mind for me. Right. I just need to get that done. I'm also like doing a few small features here and there. We've been getting so many requests for this one feature, which kind of sounds simple, but it sort of <laughs> it, never it is. Always does. Yeah. When you go into the code, you're like, oh, there's so many things that it affects. But basically, people want to, like, when you hit complete on a task, they want the timer to auto start the next task. And I can't, I've lost count the number of times we've had that requested. I actually want that feature myself too because I sometimes forget to start the timer on the next task. Mm-hmm. So it's literally, yeah, hit complete. Whatever's next in the queue in your list will just start. I've Seriously, we've had this requested so many times. Email on intercom. So I'm going to try and do that next week. I actually started it last night. It might even be done this weekend. So today is... Saturday for me. So it might even just be done this weekend. It depends on how easy it is when I get in. (laughs) It's so funny how it never, it's never that easy. Um, What else is happening? So yeah, uh, Next.js, this feature, SEO stuff. Oh, this is not kind of work related, but um, I'm expecting like a new chair. I bought a new chair for my desk and I've been really big on standing mats. Yeah, so yeah. I have a standing desk. 
Sorry, this is like we're about to end the episode. I'm like, let's throw this in. I have a standing this is, desk. This is the this is the bonus content. At the, the bonus end here. content. Yeah, yeah. I have a standing desk, which is great. Um, it's really helped my posture, my back, everything. And but the thing with a standing desk is like you actually have to get a standing mat as well, because otherwise it can hurt your feet, your legs, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I got a, a standing mat, which is. Amazing. I would highly recommend this mat. I thought standing mats were just a gimmick, but I'm a full convert now. Like it is so good. <laughs> so I have this mat. It's called a topo mat, T-O-P-O. Uh, yeah, you recommended it when you were on uh, my on other podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when yeah. you were a guest, that was your that was your shiny object was the, the topo. Topo uh, mat. It's so, it's so good. So the difference with this mat, it's not just a foam mat. It's got like contours on it and it, it, it kind of makes you move around. Like it's sort of like a fidget for your feet. Like, cause you want to move around and I'm big on like fidget, desk toys and fidgets and stuff for yeah. my hands. Anyway. So the problem is I was standing all day, every day. I didn't even have a chair. My, my, the chair that I have is like a $10 chair and I never use it cause I'm standing. And I was like, that's great. I don't need a chair, but I started to get like problems because I was standing too much. So my legs were like, tired in in the end and starting to swell a little bit Mm. and then I was like okay well too much of anything is not good maybe you should get a chair anyway so I bought this game I'm not a gamer but I bought a gaming chair (laughs) it's the secret lab titan evo 2022 series it sounds so fancy oh wow ash color yeah I just like saying secret lab titan evo Does it have like glowing LED lights or anything like that? <laughs> no, no, no glowing, no glowing lights, but it's got a magnetic memory foam head pillow. <laughs> which you wow. Can, you can move it around because it's like a magnet. And I'm like, this thing looks so cool. But, but more importantly, it looks like it has, it's, it's got a high back and, and I wanted something to support my neck. Like I could lean back in it. And because it's got this magnetic memory foam head pillow, <laughs> I just love the way they market this. Um, you can move it, move it around. So I'm, sh- I'm quite short. I'm five one, and it's always hard to get s- chairs and sofas and couches or whatever that fit. I always feel like it's uncomfortable for me. So this one comes in different sizes as well, and because the neck rest is adjustable, I'm like, yeah, cool, this could work. So it's on sale at the moment too. So I ordered that. It should come next week. So nice. next pod, I can tell you all about it, and. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just like saying <laughs> Secret Lab Titan Evo 2022. I, c- I can't wait to uh, see you streaming uh, Fortnite uh, when you get the chair. Awesome, cool. Well, I'm hoping that works out for you. It'll be it'll yeah. be fun to get the update for that. Cool, I'll see you next week. Yeah, cool, see you then.